Welcome to Wicked Slice, the only D&D 5e crossover powered by Baked Goods. My name is Joshua Gould. I am your Dungeon Master for this 10-part journey with the crew from Wicked Game. I'm joined tonight by Nikki, who will be playing Rico Grease, Michelle, who will be playing Lavina Levy Payne, Tom, who will be playing Keris Welk, and Alicia, who will be playing Captain Guy Captain. Yes, that is his real name. This podcast is taken from the live-streamed episodes previously shown on twitch.tv forward slash wickedgamerpg and then posted to the Wicked Game YouTube channel. Our apologies for the slight decrease in audio quality, but we hope you'll be able to enjoy the episode nonetheless. If you'd like to view the entire unedited recording of this live stream, then please make your way over there where you can catch all of their current releases. There is no middle bit this week, we've decided to give the middleman who I hear is devilishly handsome some vacation time. So I will take this opportunity to ask you to make sure that you're following us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Dice and a Slice, D-I-C-E-N-A-S-L-I-C-E, where you can see all of our slices and some of our adventures on our off-season. And while you're at it, why not follow Wicked Game as well at Wicked Game RPG. W I C K E D G A M E R P G. They're very friendly folks, as you're about to find out. And finally, just before we jump into this exciting episode, I'd like to encourage you to take a look at Geeky Clean's range of bath bombs and all sorts of other bath time paraphernalia. They've even introduced a subscription service where you can get regular deliveries of your favourite bath time products. And don't forget you can use that code DICENASLICE, D-I-C-E-N-A-S-L-I-C-E, at checkout to get 10% off your next order. Bath bomb's not your thing? Maybe you prefer badass TTRPG jewellery and accessories. If that's the case, then you should head over to Witch Hunt Store to pick up everything you, or that special geek in your life, could ever want or need. And you know what? You can even use that code DICENASLICE at checkout there as well. Check out our Instagram to see some of the beautiful polyhedral dice drop earrings that Alicia got for Christmas. Well, that's it from me. All that remains is to thank everyone who has supported us on our Ko-Fi, but especially to Benjamin, who has kindly chosen to subscribe to us. Thank you, Benjamin, from all of us here at Dice and a Slice. And a special thank you to Alicia, who's taken four hours of audio and edited it into something wonderful, coherent, and most importantly, not four hours long. And now, without any further ado, please enjoy this episode of Wicked Slice. happened last time and um, we fought each other for a little while rico greece was the only person not to have been got by this uh spell after after many failed roles at trying to sort of snap it, snap out of it that's uh, my share impression uh thank you very much <laughs> Rico Grease eventually realised that uh, uh, he could just dispel magic on us. Uh, so uh, did that for three rounds and then we were all okay. Um, we went up the uh, stairs of this ziggurat and uh, then went down the stairs on the inside of the ziggurat. It was dark. We had very little hit points. We realised it probably wasn't a good idea to uh, go into a dark space with very little hit points. We came up. We had a short rest. We went down again. It was dark. I fought a really terrible terrifying uh, uh, monster and killed it in one blow. Um, then the rest of them came <laughs> down and then we came, we found this temple, this incredible temple with lots of dead bodies. Um, 
there are uh, massive, enormous gems in front of us. Actually, um, Tom, the inventor of gems, came out, and it's actually pronounced gems. Oh, I love that for me, uh, <laughs> specifically. Um, so uh, these enormous gems with um, jeweled coins um, <laughs> littered around them. <laughs> Um, uh, and we thought, fucking hey, this is great. And then some of the um, some of the dead fuckers uh, started standing up, and we thought, that ah, ain't the one. Um, and then dragons. <laughs> when suddenly dragons and magnets. Then we got pulled towards them, the dragons. Yes, please do move over to the battle map so we can see that Captain Guy, Captain Levy, and Keris are up by the newly unfurled Amethyst Dragon. You guys look at the size of it and you reckon it might be adult-sized. Could be ancient, who knows? There's some little little baby dragons as well. There's a little crystal one, a little topaz one, a little sapphire one, a little emerald one, and a little moonstone one. So everyone else is stuck to the dragons because magnets. Rico is smart and he's on the other side of a wall of fire. Yeah, which we got wish. sucked through and all took damage for. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you took damage because you're dumb, son. So the five smaller dragons have broken out of their gem-like casings. The larger dragon unfurling itself, revealing itself to not be a huge purple gem, instead being a dragon. You guys find yourselves levitating off the floor ever so slightly. All of you do. Oh, yeah. And as you do, you see the piles of gold start to float as well as they begin to swarm around the room. Everybody, please roll, possibly for the last time, initiative. Oh, wow. Oh, no. I got 24. 18. 7. 14. First up, the only character that I have written in the notes column two words, and they are sad man. It's Captain Guy Captain. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, okay, so we're just floating in the air with these dragons. You're not floating far off the air. You're like not even a foot off the air. You're just like gently floating. Captain Guy Captain is having a bit of a panic attack. Never change. Because, you know, dragons. And he is going to cast a little spell. And the spell itself is called Tasha's Caustic Stew. Nope. But in this case, it is Captain's Caustic Spew. And he is going to vomit. <laughs> oh, Brew, you're totally right. I just can't fucking read. No, From like, now on, it's Caustic either way, Stew. Caustic I love it. Stew. I like that even better. You really fucked up with a slow cooker. But in this case, it's Spew because he's, he is going to vomit. <laughs> And his vomit is magic, and it's going to go in a 30-foot line out towards all the baby dragons. Oh, <laughs> so, Captain Guy Captain, you're going to vomit across the babies. Because he doesn't understand where his magic comes from. He's just like, I'm going to be sick, and it is a projectile straight out there. Yeah, okay, um, what is that? Do I have to do a save for that? Um, yeah, they all need to make a deck save, or they're covered in acid. Sex day. It's 30-foot long and 5-foot wide. That's what they say. Yeah, so it's 15 they have to beat. 15, okay, that's one fail. That's two fails, three fails, four fails, <laughs> and one critical success. Wow, okay. Which by, by the laws of the land means that that one will not take any damage. So, Captain Guy Captain, you look towards these dragons, you feel yourself moving off the air, you feel your tummy get all rumbly and weird, and all of your clothes in unison go, Oh no! <laughs> As this just like green ook 
pours out of your mouth. Four of the dragons, the crystal one, the sapphire one, the emerald one, and the moonstone one, still sort of getting out of the shells, not quite able to dash out of the way. The topaz one, seeing what's happening, smelling what's coming on the wind, uh, just mm -hmm. like boosts away <laughs> ever so slightly, sort of using the momentum of its own hatching to circle around your caustic spew. Roll damage, please. Um, so they just take 2d4 damage at the start of all of their turns, and they have to use an action to scrape or wash the acid off itself or another creature. Okay. And that lasts for a minute. And then Captain Guy Captain in shame is going to disengage and run away. It's like he did when he left his wife. What? <laughs> Captain Guy Captain. As you start to move, you realize that you are floating ever so slightly off the ground, and that means that all of your movement is halved. Ooh, okay. As you, yeah, you doggy paddle through the air. Yeah, he's he's swimming. It's he's not a good swimmer as it is. Bless his little heart. Lovely stuff. Oh, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt. But can I use my reaction? Just actually, I should ask first. Does Captain Go Captain currently have the neck up? Mm -hmm. I would like to use my reaction to cast shatter. I assume right. before I move. <laughs> yeah, before you move away, I just didn't want to didn't want to interrupt. Oh no, perfect. Right next to Levy. Oh, yeah, yeah, perfect. It'll hit me. It's fine. It's the first two dragons and me. And the big one? It would hit the big one, yeah. Then I'm doing it. Okay. Yeah. So it's going to be Conseil from Crystal, Topaz, Amethyst, and Levy. Yeah. 18. Yes, that's a fail. That is a single success from the little crystalline dragon, which is actually a little bit too close to Captain Guy Captain to get the full blast of it. Um, Captain Guy Captain, do you have to make the save as well? As it's on something that you're carrying? I didn't make it when we did it in the witch's hut, so I don't think so, but if you want to change your mind, I'm happy to roll a save. I'd like to clarify that Rico would not have thought about Captain Guy Captain no, I know. in the casting of this film. Because it's a sphere that you choose. It's like it's like fireball, but noise. Um, Captain Guy Captain, please make me a con save. Also, you need to roll a d20 because you cast a spell. Right, okay. That is a 15 on a save. That's a fail, and just roll a d20 for me. It's a 22 damage for those that fail. That's, that's an 18. That's fine. You do not have a wild magic surge. That's 22 damage, you say? Yeah. Woof, and half for everything else, yeah? A creature made of inorganic materials such as stone, crystal, or metal has disadvantage on this saving throw. You jemmy bitch. If it was made of that material, it would, yeah. Oh. Rico, you see Captain Guy Captain try and get out of there, and you're like, uh-uh, you got a job to do, buddy. And you make his yeah. make his neck gun explode. You see the eggshells of the dragons that just came out and were nearest sort of just like get thrown around and get caught up by this like gravity maelstrom caused by the coins. You then see Levy get buffeted by this shattering sound and Captain Guy Captain, which you care about less. Uh, Captain Guy Captain, you may now use your movement as you have disengaged. I run away. You, you, you run away. Run oh away. Like brave man. Next up, lair action. Oh, I need everybody to please make me a dexterity saving throw, please. That doesn't feel allowed. No. Um, I got a 19. Oh, 12. 23. 23. Uh, 20. Keris, you take... 23 bludgeoning damage. Ouch. And you are currently, to all intents and purposes, prone, although you are not actually prone. Yeah. Um, uh, so that is reduced for evasion, so that's 12, right? Uh, let's half it down, 11. 11? Cool. As the coins and bits of gem sort of just move around this room, bludgeoning anyone that gets too close, most of you are able to evade it. You notice that the centre of this swirl does seem to be the large purple dragon. Ow. Spyro the big bastard. <laughs> uh, next up, speaking of... 
is Spyro the Big Purple Bastard, who got a 19 on their initiative. No, got a 20 on their initiative. Uh, Spyro the Big Purple Bastard is going to unfurl and look around. It blinks slowly and it looks over at the one who is currently stood behind a wall of fire and it disappears. Oh. <laughs> chicken shit, bitch. That is chicken shit. And reappears. <laughs> oh, no. Right there. And looks at Rico. That was its bonus action. With its action, you watch the purple gems that originally just looked like they're errant rocks, now just sort of part of the scales that make up this creature. They rise off its body ever so slightly. You watch it kind of quiver ever so slightly. It does a sharp inhale, seeming deep and diaphragmatic. And uh, Rico, it leashes a tiny bead at you. You expect this huge gout of flames, but instead just this tiny little bead shoots out of its mouth. Rico, can you make a DC 20 strength save, please? Oh no. I don't like it, whatever it is. Counterspell. What level are you casting counterspell? Third, third level, do I need to roll? Um, Levy, you point at this thing as you see this little bead appear in its mouth. You cast counterspell and you feel your magic just as you are not countering a spell. Oh. Rico, strength save? I tried. Good try, good try. I rolled 19. 19, oh. and you've already used your reaction. Yeah. As this bead flies out of its mouth towards you, Rico, landing just in front of your wall of fire, it lands in front of you, and you just hear like a thump. And then there's a complete absence of noise as all of the particles in the air are drawn towards it for a moment and explode outwards. <laughs> as you are subjected to its singularity breath. Singularity breath? It rolled low, you have taken 49 force damage. <gasps> Fucking Nora. Oh no. Oh, this is the TPK. <laughs> this is it. This is it. Your speed is now zero until the start of the dragon's next turn. Okay. <laughs> Can you please roll me a con save to keep your firewall up? Oh, 23. 23. Wall of fire. Bye-bye, Rico. This force just subjects you to gravitational trauma at the hands of this great purple bastard. Your fire just dissipates as you try and maintain consciousness, let alone concentration. That is going to be the end of its turn. It exudes smugness. <laughs> uh, next up, Levy. Hell yeah. Levy's pissed because Rico just like shattered her really loud. I know I can take a hit, but like that was quite loud and unnecessary. And then she tried to save him and didn't quite work. So I'm gonna do, let's do a fifth level lightning bolt. Cool. And she pulls out a gun and it's gonna hit all five of the baby dragons. Okay, uh, they gotta do sex daves. Yeah, 18. One critical fail. Oh. One oh. regular fail. One critical success. One more critical fail. That Josh is just flipping coins, though. <laughs> and a uh, 19, which I believe... Yeah, that makes it. That's a success. Cool. Roll damage for me, please. 31 points of damage. 31 points of damage. How many dice are you rolling for that? 10d6. So that's two that got... 60, right? Yeah. Fucking hell. Okay, Levy, pissed off that your friend, companion, Rico, had uh, yelled at you through a Captain Guy Captain, basically. Yeah. Uh, you turn to these baby dragons, freshly covered in Captain Guy Captain's vomit. You unleash a lightning bolt that courses through 
all of them. The crystalline one, the one nearest to you, seems to catch this before you're doing it and it just channels the lightning through it using the remnants of whatever it is that's around it to just like make a Faraday cage. Very cool. But you see that the one directly behind it, the Topaz one, the one that avoided getting Captain Guy Captain's vomit on it, <laughs> takes the full brunt of this. It goes from dragon to dragon like that as you uh, do over double its maximum HP. Yes. The lightning courses again through the sapphire one straight next, right next to the Topaz one. Fearing what happened to its sibling, it tries to run away, not caring about defending itself, and it too turns into a pile of blue dust. The emerald dragon next to that, seeing seeing what's happening, is able to get out of the way, gets a bit of the static shock, and then the moonstone one absorbs just the remaining parts of that. It looks a little bit singed, but it doesn't look too bad off. Anything else on your turn, Levy? I'm gonna scooch round the purple triangle, which I assume is like the crystal it came from, or is that nothing? Well, you, you look at where the amethyst dragon was, and you see that there is like a small bed, like a small nest of amethyst crystals there underneath. Can I use my bonus action to... I was going to try and grab a coin out of this guy, but... Oh, what's floating around, but... A crystal maze. <laughs> yeah, I'm picturing crystal maze. Levy's picturing crystal maze. Cool. She's got to grab what she can. You've got eight <laughs> seconds. Eight, eight seconds. Get out of there. Get out uh, of there. You can use your bonus action to grab some crystals, yeah. Yeah, shove them in my pocket, and then, yeah, I'm just going to move around. You're just uh, going to shove them in your pocket? I'm just going to shove those in your pocket. Yeah, yeah, pocket. Levy would grab them and throw them in her pocket. She's dumb. She don't know. That's fair. Uh, next up would have been the sapphire one, so instead it's going to be the moonstone little one that looks out at its fallen siblings recently, goes and turns to Levy and it sees you picking up one of these little crystals. Does this guy take acid damage, sorry? Did he get my vomit or not? Wild sentence does take acid yeah. damage, yes. Can you roll acid damage for me? That is a one and a three, so four acid damage. Four please. acid damage on the baby. I know, it's a big spell. Oof. This little baby dragon goes at the uh, burning acid. And actually see Captain Guy Captain, like some of it's like on its face, like goes in its eye. It's, it's not having a nice time. And then it turns to Levy, this little tiny reptilian head. Well, it's not tiny, it's medium sized. This medium sized reptilian <laughs> head <laughs> turns to you, Levy, and its teeth like glow white. Think, Levy, you would have seen Andy cast the spell Moonbeam. Oh, no. <laughs> um, as you feel like this little tiny beam of moonlit energy sort of course towards you from this moonstone dragon. Can you roll a sex day for me, please? I love that that's, that's become part of the vernacular. Thirteen. Uh, <laughs> Thirteen, you succeed. Oh. As this sort of, this medium-sized baby dragon spews out a, a small beam of radiant breath towards you, you just sort of move out the way. You sort of circle around. There's something weird that happens as you're moving in this zero-g environment, so you still sort of get some of that radiant radiance affecting you, you take five radiant damage. And this little, little tiny dragon looks grumpy and it flies directly 60 feet up in the air. Oh, wow, okay. And that's the end of its turn. Next up, Rika! Can I still do anything? You just can't move, right? Yeah, it's just your movement that you haven't got. Cool, then Rico is going to very calmly shake something out from the leg of his trousers. I'm gonna shake out a little, a little like, metal pill bug okay. and it's going to roll across the floor and it's going to pop up and it's got a crossbow <laughs> nice okay oh no my butt plug <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, well, canonically, Rico can't get off, so I recognize that he would have this up his butt, yes. It's got half movement because it's in a, gyro- a lower gravity environment. I'm going to do and shot. Do okay, do it. Do a shot, do a shot, do a shot, shot, shot. Natural 20. Heck yes. Crunchy crit. Crunchy crit. Asking for a friend, is this magic? I actually is force damage. Cool. 42 force damage and it is pushed five foot away from me. Ooh. Yeah. Sexy. In my head, it's, it's another small monkey. Um, sure. Like it's like a marmoset holding a, a gun. Cool. So this little this little sphere Uh-oh. comes out of your pocket. Outrolls a uh, commando style marmoset with a little tiny rocket launcher on its shoulder, and it points it at this dragon and just gives a gives a two finger salute and just lets <laughs> out this sphere of force. This huge amethyst dragon looks at this little tiny marmoset heads on as the bead of force impacts into the side of it. A few of the scales get moved, but you feel as though it wasn't as impressive as it should have been, Ooh. and it is moved five feet back. Guys, I moved it five feet away. Like, Nailed <laughs> it. That's all we need. We're back in the lead. It is going to use one of its legendary actions. And Rico, you see as this dragon uh, looks at you and it blinks slowly at you and then it just fades out of existence. It's such a powerful little monster. He's so strong. <laughs> <laughs> that little monster killed it. I'll say unfade. It just like... <laughs> fades out of existence. You don't know where it's gone. You don't know where it is. Well, fuck. So it's time for the crystal dragon. Woo! Did they take acid damage? Uh, the crystal dragon does take acid damage. Roll acid damage for me, please. Captain, guy captain. That's five. Five acid damage. Ooh, I know. we were. This little crystal dragon is, like looks like it's made of uh, like quartz. It sort of looks at Captain Guy Captain with a like mother why face. Oh, I'm sorry. And it sort of just like, <laughs> dusts out the rest of the the remnants of this uh, little shell that was around it. And it then just launches itself at Captain Guy Captain. No! It opens its mouth and just flies straight towards him. <laughs> uh, no. uh, and it's going to try and do a bite. No, don't That's bite me. That's a 16 to hit you, Captain Guy Captain. No, it doesn't! It's a 16 <laughs> as this baby dragon like launches itself towards you, propelling itself through the air with its wings, its tiny, well, it's tiny, it's like person-sized mouth full of tiny sharp shards of crystal chomping down in the air in front of you. You duck out of the way as it soars upwards 30 feet into the air. Oh no. And that is the end of Crystal's turn. Now is the turn of the Emerald One. Josh, does it take acid damage? The Emerald One does... Yes, it does take acid damage, yes. That is full. And you see the acid sort of just burning away at the scales. And this thing doesn't look good. It's taken a lot of lightning damage. It's taken a lot of vomit damage. It turns towards Levy. And it just looks at you and opens its mouth. And like you see the air sort of shimmer around it. Uh, Levy, can you make an intelligence saving throw, please? Plus a six. Levy, you will take 17 psychic damage. Ooh, wow. And until the end of your next turn, every time you make an attack roll or ability check, you've got to reduce it by 1d4 as this disorienting breath disorients you and you're not quite sure which way is up and which way is down. And this little dragon then is going to turn towards where the big one was, but it's not there anymore. And it just goes... 
Mother, why have you forsaken us? <laughs> you sound like our cat. Um, Karis, it is your turn. Okay, I think um, ever since the crystal dragon tried to take a bite of CGC, uh, she's just been glaring at it and she sort of cocks the pistol and goes, um, <laughs> only we punched a captain guy, captain in the dick, uh, and she's gonna uh, shoot at uh, this fucker. Um, because fuck it, why not? I'm gonna use the sharpshooter thing. Okay, you do not have advantage, you will not get sneak attack. I know that, Josh, thank you. <laughs> so that will be, oh, buddy. I rolled a nat one, so it's 14, but it's a nat, it's one. A nat one. Keris, you aim your pistol after yelling this about your good, good close personal friend, Captain Guy Captain. You aim at the crystal dragon, and it looks at you as you squeeze on the trigger. Your yelling must have, like, alerted it to your presence. And as you fire, it just, like, lowers itself down in the air. It just ducks down beneath your bullet, and you feel it looking at you, like, and what? <laughs> Fuck you, Captain Guy Captain. This is your fucking fault. Um, as uh, she <laughs> bonus actions uh, like swims through the air to try and hide somewhere. Okay, what are you going to try and hide behind, bud? Probably in the in the sort of cloud of fucking gold that is. Uh, you would uh, at best be lightly obscured, not heavily obscured. Oh no, fucking! There's a there's a massive uh, nest right next to me. I'm going to dive down into the nest and like sink down under the lip. Okay, when a kitten in a in a big dog's bed. No. Yeah, yeah. Roll, me a, roll me a stealth check then at disadvantage, please. Cancels out because Cloak of the Bat. We're in dim light, aren't we? Yeah, go on. That'll be a 30. Cool. And that's my turn. As you guys see Keris just sort of like swim into the center of this amethyst nest and just like hunker down like a chicken that's decided that's where it's going to make its nest. Like a, like a little goth chicken against a purple nest. Uh, next up, top of the round, Captain Guy Captain. So Captain Guy Captain is spooked by this dragon that is right above him. Mm -hmm. So he's going to try and swat at it and it's 30 foot up. So a little ghostly hand goes up to try and swat it and he's going to cast Chill Touch. Cool. Is that a attack roll from you or a, a save from it? Good fucking question. It is a ranged spell attack. Cool, roll. That's a 17 to hit. Uh, roll damage, please, Captain Guy Captain. That is a two, a four, and an eight, so... 14. Yes. Um, Captain Guy Captain, this little skeletal hand flies out of yours, and for a minute you think you see a wedding ring on it <gasps> as it grasps onto the tail of this crystalline dragon, dragonling. Anything else in your turn? Four my bonus action, I will give the help action to Keris. Be like, Keris, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. Cool. Turn of the lair action. Can everyone please roll me a dexterity saving throw? 22. 24. Certainly better. 29. 18. You all managed to evade the flying debris that is sort of just making life hell for you in this room. The coins, the crystals, the stones, the uh, remains of bodies as well are flying around. Levy, you feel as though you, you're about to get hit. And then there's just like a slight lull in the gravity that moves you out of the way. Oof. The dragon, it's their turn. The dragon reappears in its place. Fuck. And it looks at Rico. One second it's there. Next second, Rico, it's right up on you. Oh no. And it sees your little uh, construct, the thing that fired at it. And it is going to look down at this 
little tiny construct and it's going to try and do a bite. You can fucking try. That's a 31 to hit your little tiny construct. You can do that. <laughs> Fuck, that's uh, one. Your construct takes 26 piercing damage and four oh. force damage. Cool. It will then, after biting it and crunching on it a little bit, like a, like an old person chewing on a word that's original, it will raise one of its claws and try and smack it. So that is going to be a... Only a 16 to hit your little thing this time. Misses. Misses. Oh. So it swipes with its right claw, trying to smack this little turret. It's going to use its other claw to try and bat at your little thing. Your little thing. Uh, and that is going to be a critical hit for 32. Ooh, oh my that's gonna hit. So your, li your little friend takes 19 slashing damage. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then Rico, this dragon looks at you, blinks its eye and disappears. Oh, you fucker. Does it take the little monkey with it? It does not take the little monkey with no. it. <laughs> Levy, it's your turn. I'm gonna go back to where I was. I'm just gonna do another lightning bolt. So they need to make another uh, dexterity save. I'm just gonna do it at third level. Okay, from the emerald, that's an eight. And uh, you're gonna have to angle it because the moonstone one is currently 60 feet in the air. Further, if I have to like stand near the emerald one. You'll have to you have to get right up into it and do like a weird angle thing with your arm, but I will. Yeah, she's gonna pull out her, cause she uses her gun as her arcing focus. She's gonna like stick it underneath the chin of the emerald one to like shoot through it. <laughs> Nothing personnel, kid. No. You, yeah, that's a fail as well. It's two fails. Roll damage for me, please. Levy, as you sort of like fly ominously towards this baby dragon calling for presumably its mother, you take out your arcane focus, put it beneath its tiny bait, well, its, its human-sized dragon head. You squeeze the trigger and you let this demonic lightning course through your veins, through the pistol, through the emerald dragon and into the moonstone dragon in the sky as well. How much damage is that, please? 19. The moonstone dragon looks real bad. Real, real, real bad. As your lightning reaches it, you sort of see like a skeleton inside of it and it just like flaps its wings limply in the air. It looks as though it wishes you'd finished the job. Um, the Emerald Dragon, meanwhile, is a, is just limp underneath you, just like this Aww. limp body with its head resting, what's left of its head resting on your arcane focus. All right, you know, seeing the moon uh, stone dragon uh, look like that, I'm gonna use Quicken Spell. Uh, I'm gonna just hit it with an Eldritch Blast. Sure. I've gotta take a, a D4 off of this though, right? Yes, you do. 23? Uh, roll damage because, uh, no, actually you don't need to roll damage. Does Levy use finger guns or does she use gun guns? Yeah, yeah, she finger, uses finger guns for her other, she only has one gun. You're gonna finger blast it, sure. Levy, after shooting this lightning and finishing one of these baby dragons, you see the other one hanging limply in the air and you just oh bring your God. off hand around, you tilt it sideways and let out an eldritch blast that just sends this poor creature like flying across the room. It smacks into the side of the wall and just like limply, gently floats down like a piece of paper because of the Aww. weird gravity environment that we're in. And then it gets caught up in the whirling, whipping coins and stones and other crystals and you see this limp corpse being just like flung around the room. Oh no. It's dead. I killed it. You did. 
Good job. It hit me, so that's what yeah. it deserves. Yep. So, next up is Rico. Yeah, I'm going to bonus action get Monkey to shoot the flying dragon. Okay, uh, roll to hit, please. Does a 23. 20-something hits, yeah, roll damage. 16. 16 damage as this little monkey that looks like really pissed off and quite badly beaten up turns to the only remaining draconid in the room. It grabs something from somewhere and puts it in this little rocket launcher and just you hear just like a as this remaining baby dragon is flung across the room and falls limply against the wall. And then I'm gonna hold my action, but I would like to keep that a secret if I if you don't, I've messaged you on WhatsApp. Okay, uh, Rico, you're holding your action, question mark. That's my turn. On what condition are you holding it? The big dragon arriving. Okay, now time for Keris, who's doing a really good job of hiding. Thank you. Yeah, I think Keris comes back round and notices that there are just sort of like corpses everywhere yep. and kind of goes, okay, I'm filing that away for later, Com- compartmentalizing that. Keris is just gonna wait for the big bitch to uh, sort of reappear. Okay. So she's gonna hold an action, a sharpshooter action. You're gonna hold doing a hit. I can't really do anything with my bonus action, so that's that's what I'm gonna do. You can try and hide inside this nest. I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Why not? Let's let's just wait to see what happens. That's fair. It's pretty obvious that uh, Keris isn't the one this dragon is interested in in the minute. Yeah. Okay, top of the round, we've got a lot of dead baby dragons floating around. Captain Guy Captain, how's the trauma? <laughs> Oh, it's bad, man. Your spell is no longer being concentrated on because there is no longer any more targets of it. Cool. Captain Guy Captain is just going to come over this way and he's also going to try and hide in the little thing. Okay. Uh, roll a stealth check, please. Because there's, there's nothing to hit. Oh, I can I can hold my action, can't I? You can hold your action. You can use your bonus action to do something, yeah? If I see the big dragon, he is going to throw a little skeletal hand at it, if I can do that. You're going to throw skeleton hands. You can do that, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's 26 to hide. 26 to hide. Captain, Captain, because you are currently holding a spell action, you are to all intents and purposes concentrating on a spell. <laughs> if you are hit by any damage, say, from a layer action, you will have to uh, have to roll a con save. Yeah, that's fine. Speaking of lair actions, can everyone please roll me a strength saving throw? Oh, don't change it up Ooh. now. Especially <laughs> not to strength, please. Yeah, not to strength. I've got a natural 20, which... Plus my modifier, 23. I would like to give myself advantage on this roll, Josh. Based on what? Oh, with your Tides of Chaos? Yeah. Now, here's a question. Um, do I still get the, the inspiration dice from Captain Go Captain? Do I still have that? It was the help action. Yeah, help action. so you can roll with advantage and you can add a d6 to your roll. 21. And Levy. Six. Captain Guy Captain, roll a strength saving throw with advantage, please, if you're using your Tides of Chaos. I did. I got a 21. Cool. Roll me a d1000, please, Alicia. One. Six, five. 165. Not 165. If this is the dragon melter, then I would appreciate that. You guys all feel the ground get lighter, which is a weird thing to conceptualize seeing as you're floating anyway. You feel as though something's trying to pick you up and Levy, you do actually feel it. You are restrained until the end of your next turn. Everyone else is not restrained by the effects of gravity. Oh, okay, okay. Captain Guy Captain, as you feel this gravity affecting you, you strengthen your resolve and bolster yourself to try and fight whatever this weird force is. You're Captain Guy Captain. Too many things have had their whim with you. You're going to have your your way with the whims. Mm -hmm. And then there's just like a little thought appears in your head that's like, oh, fuck, someone's coming to kill me. 
165. A mad count has you contracted for assassination without apparent reason. <laughs> the good thing is, you're aware of it. <laughs> and Captain, Captain Guy Captain, the your right palm starts to feel itchy. Oh, no. And you look at it. Oh, and you no. see this, like, black spot just appear in the middle of your right hand. Oh, no. Oh, I love it. Guys, I've got some terrible, terrible news. <laughs> I I think I might have left the oven on at home. <laughs> now it is the turn of the dragon, which reappears. Uh, we will go Rico, Keris, and then Captain Guy Captain. So my held action is that... The little, the little marmoset looks at, looks over at Rico, doffs its little like green like army helmet. He's got a little green army helmet. Yeah, he's just got a little green army helmet okay. and no other clothes. Okay. And then he pulls out a little grenade. He pulls pulls out pulls out the pin and just goes. <laughs> so mechanically, I'm using detonate uh, ballista. <laughs> Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to die. That's very funny. This is good content. (laughs) What needs to happen? The heart needs to break, for one. Um, It's broken. I need need a sex, Dave. Okay. It is going to use one of its legendary resistances to succeed on that save. Still takes half. (laughs) 17. So that'll be eight. It pulls pulls the pin, raises raises its hand to salute Rico, the hand quivering ever so slightly, and then the monkey explodes. Little tiny explosion. The dragon brings its wings down around it to just sort of protect itself from the worst of the explosion. Just so much monkey guts. So much monkey guts. <laughs> it's now Keris, your held action, please. Um, Keris uh, sees this happen and goes. Well, that was fucking weird. And then she's, <laughs> um, uh, I, I rolled. I rolled a seventeen plus thirteen is a thirteen minus five is uh, twenty-five. That, that hits. Hit? Yeah. Nice. My favorite thing is you're all like fifty foot away while Rico. <laughs> so you guys are just seeing Rico like have like a weird dramatic yeah. moment with the tiny monkey. Like, That's a very good point. You do get your sneak attack. Yes. 55, all told. Lovely. And I go, fuck yes. And uh, then realise that I can't hide and go, yep. fuck no. Keris, you pop your head over the parapet, fire a shot, and it strikes the dragon square in the hide. It was protecting itself from the explosion. Uh, Captain, go Captain. Throw that hand. Um, that is a 19 to hit. 19 to hit. Captain, guy, Captain, you throw out your hand and you recognise it now, it's Gwendolyn's hand. Oh no. Gwendolyn's hand flies <gasps> forth from your arm. It's still got the wedding ring on. She always loved you. She never left you. Oh. And it just like, it approaches the dragon and you feel as though it's just going to fall short and just land on the uh, land on the floor and like start to pull itself forwards, but it doesn't. It reaches it and it just like holds onto a scale and rips a scale <gasps> out. Roll damage. Good job, hand. Take your hands. That's a seven and a three and a five for fifteen. Necrotic damage. Fifteen necrotic damage. And it cannot gain hit points. Correct. It is now going to be the dragon's turn. The dragon turns and looks at you, Keris. <laughs> no longer hiding. And it disappears. Oh, and it reappears directly behind you. <laughs> Guys, it's, it's fucking gone. It's okay. <laughs> and Keris, you turn and you look. Uh, and you see its mouth open. And you see within its mouth a small purple bead of force start to grow from a, something pea-sized to something much bigger. I'm okay, thank you. And you hear this high-pitched whining sound as though, like, force is being sucked out of the atmosphere. Oh, no. And then Captain Guy Captain, you turn around and you see this too. And Levy, you turn and see this too. 
and Rico, there's something that makes the grease on the back of your neck stand up and like vibrate ever so slightly, as though being assailed by some strange force. And it unleashes this energy in a 90-foot cone. Oh, no! Captain Guy Captain may not live to sell this boat, guys. Can everyone (laughs) please roll me a strength saving throw? DC 20. Hey, Josh, I just straight up can't do that. (laughs) I'm going to give myself advantage on this one as well, Josh, because... I got a 20. I got a a dirty one. CGC got a 21. 17. That's a funkin' big cone, boys. Fucking Madonna, honestly. Yeah. Well, she's, she's got she's got answers. It rolled a five Good. to recharge its breath at the start of this turn. Fuck. After being hit by the necrotic damage, the bullet, and the, the, the Harry Carry gibbon. Okay. It rolled low. Keris and Levy, you will take 36 damage. Captain Guy Captain and Rico, you will take... 18 force damage as this bead of singularity expels itself from the mouth, landing equidistant between all of you and you feel yourselves get assailed by this force damage, yes? May I use my reaction to do Storm's Fury and it takes 15 points of lightning damage? You may, Levy, as you feel this damage affect you, you you get real pissed off at it and this lightning just arcs from you to it through its body. I think it's it's actually as she goes unconscious that happens. (gasps) Levy, as you go unconscious, your last like dregs of life arc out through your body, through your horns towards this creature, like a dying rebuke against this thing. Fuck. As you go unconscious. Alicia, roll me a d1000. I rolled a 691. Please be like revivify full health, some, some, something nice. Captain Guy Captain, as Levy hits the floor, you feel a surge of magical energy course through your veins as you fight this same force. You turn towards the amethyst dragon and you watch as its eyes roll back up into its head. It wobbles from side to side and then it collapses. (laughs) You got the dragon melter? (laughs) Captain Guy Captain, you have no desire to go anywhere near this creature and you will do anything you can to stop other people from going near it. Okay, but it's like, it's just fainted on the side. It's just- It appears to be dead. What? What the fuck just happened? What? Are we out of initiative? At the moment, you're out of initiative, yes. Hang on a second. Um, I, would like to, I would like to move 90 foot using my boots of flying, and I'm going to pull out a gun, which is a small one. You know like the thing in Men in Black where he pulls out the little gun that's got the needle on the front? Yeah. And I'm going to shoot Levy in the leg and cast Cure Wounds. Cool. Oh, God. Uh, Rico, you fly up to Levy, you cast Cure Wounds. How much healing damage are you doing? I tell you, 14 healing. 14 healing damage. Levy, you're brought back to consciousness from Rico, shooting a gout of healing into you. And you feel alive. You don't feel good. <laughs> right, guys, we need to get away from this dragon right now. Come on, everyone, out of the nest. Captain Guy Captain, like offers to help uh, Levy. You guys notice all of the coins and gems and, and, and baby dragon corpses fall onto the floor as well with like... A unified clatter. Oh, I'm like, I'm scooping as much as I can, getting pocket, like, whatever, like. No, no, hold on. What the fuck happened? Guys, we just can't go near the dragon. What's going Karis, on? Karis, you need to take a step backwards. Uh, you can roll an insight check if you want to check against Captain Guy Captain telling the truth or not. I think it's my spiritual magic, okay? Something happened within this dragon. I'd like to make a check. That's a 14. <laughs> Captain Guy Captain believes 
knows that you shouldn't be anywhere near it. 22 on the inside. Rico, Captain Guy Captain has never been the sort of person to give orders or say anything. You know that he's saying this out of genuine concern for people that he considers to be his friends. Pathetic. Um... <laughs> right, can we just, can we just, we need, how do we get all this go to the boat. I mean, I, I, I'm just going to take as much as I can possibly carry, like, you know. No, guys, yeah. you're, and then, and then we'll you're moving towards in. the dragon. We need to be moving away from the dragon. Come on. Away. <laughs> yeah, but the gold dog, like... It's fine. It's dead. Look, we need to... Look, I don't want to have to put anyone in a net and Captain Guy Captain holds up the net gun. <laughs> He's like, but I will if you don't get away from the dragon. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not going to, uh, like, uh, I like you. I like you. You're being funny today. Uh, and I'm just going to start grabbing, <laughs> grabbing gold. Yeah, I'm grabbing gold. What are the, what are the four, the, the dragon eggs made of? Topaz, sapphire, emerald, and moonstone. Is moonstone expensive? It's as expensive as those other gems. Okay, so they're, they're, they're equal in terms of expense. E- equal in value, yes. Okay. And you notice that the, the remaining of the shells sort of resemble gemstones. I think in my head I focused sapphire because I know that that's a spell component as well. Yeah, but sure. I, I, I don't want to go any closer to the dragon so Captain Guy Captain stops having a fucking shit fit. <laughs> um, but I'm going to pull out a hammer and just smash each of the shells and then put the shards in, in my bag of holding. Sure. Levy and uh, Keras roll me investigation checks. Rico roll me a yeah. hitting stuff with a hammer roll. Yeah, I'll do that baby. Can I also, this is probably a terrible waste of the spell but, um, and my powers, but can I summon a lad? Yes. Can I summon a, a devil boy to come help me carry stuff? You can summon a devil boy to help you come carry stuff, yeah. Uh, Karis, what was your role? 23. 23, you have got 2,300 golds worth of gold. 14. Uh, Levy, you've got 1,400 golds worth of gold. Rico, what was your hitting things with a hammer check? 33. That's a good hammer hammer smash. Um, it's because I get expertise when I use my um, tools. Ah, of course. Rico, you get 60,000 golds worth of sapphire. Wow. Wild magic surge number 691. Collapse. The target collapses and appears to be dead. He is not, however, but you have no desire to discover this. He'll wake up and be fine in 1d6 minutes. That was five minutes as rolled by the GM. It is now the Amethyst Dragon's turn. Oh, well, now... <laughs> but it has used its bonus action and its action. Um, but I think a few turns of initiative have been. You guys have all taken actions. You've all done Shit, things. How long does my lad uh, I don't know how long your lad lasts. But we can say that you summoned him just before you guys came back into initiative. How does that sound? I feel like as 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 we go back into initiative, uh, uh, Kara sees this and kind of goes, "Oh, oh, CGC, egg on face, egg on face, honey." <laughs> uh, okay, that's <laughs> what you are doing, uh, and takes out the pistol again. Um, you guys look at this dragon as it sort of wakes up from its slumber. It will not take an additional action at this point, as it will use its movement to make itself not prone. And then it just looks at all of you and you hear this low, just like a As it sees you all greedily stuffing your pockets with gold and fragments of gem. Captain Guy Captain, you're not, but you are running away. Levy, it is your turn. Oh shit, amazing. Well. Levy's not feeling too hot and, and she really wants this treasure. Can I have a con save as uh, like the crackling lightning energy around her is like makes like a 
a mist around her and all of the moisture in the air around the dragon like is pulled towards her and she's gonna Whoa. attempt Abby Dalzin's horrid wilting. Oh, oh nice. Uh, that is a 25 on the con save. Right, it makes it, but it's gonna take half damage. Okay, I rolled a 46, so it takes half. Half 46, 23. Levy, you see this creature pull itself up to its full height and you recoil as you look at it and you bring up this whoom, you, well, you, you absorb this moisture, building your own storm clouds, fortifying your own powers. Anything else on your turn? I'm just going to move, like, not too far away, just a bit. My boy is just going to hurl uh, a moat of fire at this dragon. Cool. Uh, it's a 24 to hit. 24 does hit, yes. Oh, hang on, Levy, is this... Is this its turn directly after yours, or is this part of your bonus Yes, action? it goes straight after Okay, um, so the dragon's going to take a legendary action at the end of your turn, right. and oh. what it's going to do, it sees you running away, and it, like, looks at you, and then one of the crystals that, like, float around it fly towards you, landing equidistant between yourself and Keris, which would be, which would put it exactly in the middle of a 20-foot radius uh, sphere. Keris Levy and Rico, please, roll me a dexterity saving throw. Oh. 22. It's it's only fitting, but Keris uh, rolled a 16. She's literally right in front of it. Yeah. Uh, and Levy got an 11. <gasps> Levy and Keris, you both take 11 force damage and are knocked prone. I round that down because it's uh, dex and I have evasion. Rico, you take nothing. Levy, you still up. Three hit points. Nice. And I rolled a con save of a 16, cool. so I'm still concentrating on my lad. Beautiful. Okay, let that lad, uh, he did hit, so roll damage for him. So 21 points of fire damage. Lovely. As your lad, like, as you retreat and then there's this, like, tiny force grenade goes off, your lad sort of looks at this giant amethyst dragon and says, Oi! And then just this fire just like flies out the end of his finger, bonks it on the nose, and it doesn't look very enough of that. Doesn't look very pleased with what's just happened to it. Um, and then he's, he's going to move and stand in front of me, like cool. the boss won't like this. <laughs> he stands in front of you, Levy, and you feel protected. Next up is Rika. Um, Josh, do you think that my capuchin monkey could take my immovable rod, jump into the mouth of the dragon, and activate it while in its throat? No. Cool. Oh, I'm gonna shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that's bad. Um, Thirteen. Fucking hell. Uh, that's gonna miss, unfortunately, Rico. Rico, you draw your gun and channel your favourite spell. My favourite spell gun. As you aim your pistol, you feel gravity go a bit weird, and your hand just drifts up ever so slightly and just shoots your gun into the sky, like that film. Keris, there is a huge dragon in front of you. I think Keris just looks up at the dragon and thinking, well, shit. Uh, she goes, uh, well, you think I'm just gonna fucking run away? You're, you're fucking, you're fucking, um, and shoots point blank at this dragon uh, to start off with. 25 to hit. 25 will hit, roll damage. That is only seven points because I rolled a one. And then uh, Keris goes, oh, fucking shit, bollocks, fuck. Um, and uh, looks at the uh, looks at the dragon and casts Hex uh, <laughs> as her bonus action. Um, okay. It doesn't say for that, that just happens. It just happens. Um, and it's going to roll, what's going to roll at disadvantage? Um... I guess wisdom. I was just thinking whether it, it should be strength, just in case. But that's my turn. I'm going to use half half of my movement to get up from fucking prone, um, and then I'm just going to stay there. Lovely stuff. Top of the round, Captain Guy. Captain, your clothes 
are like, hey mate, let's just get out of here. It's too fucking scary. And your hat is on your head and it is just like, um, yes, I agree with them. I think we should leave now. Do I still feel the panic that I shouldn't, or now that it's awake, am I like, oh well. Now that it's awake, you you know that it is it is definitely not dead. You, you Captain Guy captained it. Remembering the success he had with the dog on the weird Fey Island, Captain Guy Captain's like, guys, you've just got to find the spot behind its ears. And he's going to send his little skeletal hand out <gasps> to try and scratch the dragon behind where its ears would be. Oh, his little hand. Roll me a ranged <laughs> spell attack, please. Sweet baby angel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a 623. Captain Guy Captain, Gwendolyn's hand flies out of yours. <laughs> And it's got this little scratchy hand and it's like it's pulling itself through the air almost with the little scratchy hand. And it lands like straight between where you imagine the dragon's ears to be and anyone nearby, Keris, sees the hand just like skrush, 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 and then just like pulls out a fistful of the gems, <laughs> like the gem scales. <laughs> and, then it, and then the hand turns to Captain Guy Captain like, hand do good? You scratched um, a bit too hard, mate. <laughs> roll damage, please. 16. Anything else on your turn, Captain Guy Captain? Captain Guy Captain is just going to move over here, and he's going to be like, Levy, you look great. And Levy's got the help action. Oh, thanks. She looks like shit because she's on three hit points, but she appreciates it. You keep doing you. <laughs> <laughs> she's prone on the floor on her back. You all feel the gravity of the situation affects the gravity <laughs> in the room. Can everyone please roll me a strength saving throw, please? <gasps> nat 20. I also got a nat 20. <laughs> Still an 18. But the, in that 20 is a nat 20, isn't it? I roll a 19 plus 3, 22. I got uh, an 18 and the lad, he got a 17. Our protagonists find themselves fighting the force of gravity. Uh, none of you are restrained, but Rocky, you see his feet get like gravity to the floor. Rocky is restrained. Oh. Every day, bro. <laughs> so when dragons have a breath weapon, it says next to it, recharge five hyphen six, which means that after you use it every turn, you roll a d6 to determine whether it recharges its breath weapon. It disappears. I gave you the good scratches, please. <laughs> and reappears there. Seeing that you are the weakest, Levy, it will lash <laughs> out at you first <gasps> with its first claw attack. That is rude. Levy, that is a 26 to hit. Yeah, but a hit. That is nine damage, Levy. Um, I'm going to do the same thing. Reaction just before she goes unconscious. 15 points of lightning damage. Cool. I mean... Keris fully in her head, she goes, oh no, but in her head she's going, uh, Ca Captain Keris, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> Is this next in succession? Maybe, I don't know. So you guys see Levy get struck by one claw from this creature and just hit the deck. Her boy disappears into the mists. Rico, this dragon turns to you and throws another claw attack at you for a 31 to hit. 31. Ooh. I mean, yeah, I'm a spellcaster. That is 13 slashing damage for you, Rico. Hey. And seeing you wobble like a weeble, you don't fall down. It then lunges towards you with its terrible maw uh, for a 23 to hit you, Rico. 23 hits. Doing 26 piercing damage and nine force damage for a total of 35. Cool, I'm gonna hellish rebuke that. What does it need to do? It needs to do a sex Dave? A sex Dave, yeah. Full hellish rebuke. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It's gonna use 
its second legendary resistance to succeed on that save. How much damage does it take, please? I rolled a nine on my damage, so, you so it'll take four. four <laughs> As Rico, it bites you, and you just let the grease on your skin, like just go up in flames at this creature that deigns itself to try and bite you. It's then going to use its movement to fly 20 feet into the air and then fly towards the set of stairs that you guys came down. Oh no. You feel like you have this oh. thing on the ropes. It is now slightly off the map. Oh. Is it going for the boat? <gasps> is it going for the boat? The sticker. It can't touch the sticker. It was on our side all the time. It is now <laughs> 40 feet up in the air and has moved 40 feet laterally as well. It has gone up through the tunnel that you guys walked down. Um, although it was just the space of a regular humanoid to walk into it. So it's going to have to do something to get through at some point. So we can still see it right now, currently. Yeah. Yeah, it's still visible. You cannot see it because it has moved into an area of magical darkness. Oh, you fuck. Oh. Levy, your turn. Roll me a death saving throw, please. Oh, no, that's one fail. Levy, as you lay there on the stone tiled floor, having been smacked upside the head by an amethyst dragon, your memories start to play themselves through in your head and you are reminded of a time when you were a, a young person frolicking across a, a field. Now where you're from they don't have grassy fields or fields of wheat. They just have these huge vast swathes of basalt uh, and you remember finding like a little like nub of amethyst on the ground and it had like a little flower preserved in it. Uh, next up, Rico. So I have a question for you. I have a series of questions for you. Okay. We said at the end of the last stream, because obviously I wasn't here from when we last rested, I yes. have a fire, a level four fireball within my signet ring. Yep. Could I knowingly hit the dragon knowing that it's just outside of, like, because it goes around corners? I, if you aimed it at the right place, roughly, fireball's got a range of 120 feet, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, you'll be able, you would be able to hit it where it was, assuming that it was moving at a constant speed to yeah. how you saw it, yes. I will do that then, please. Okay. Um, so I need a sexterity gaming throw. It's going to use its last legendary resistance to succeed on that. Well, it's 32 points of damage normally halved to 16. To 16. Rico. How do you want to do this? Rico, so, so I, in my mind, Rico's um, spell saving, like spell storing signet ring is like a like a sovereign. Yeah. And he, he points it up like this, and then doors open up, and a little monkey, like a mechanical monkey, pops out holding a tiny gun. So Rico, you have this signet ring on your middle finger. You aim it towards where you believe this amethyst dragon to be. The tiny emblem opens up and there's a tiny monkey on there that, that is also flipping the finger. Oh, he's, he's, he's flipping the finger with one hand and he's got a tiny gun and at the edge of the gun is the smallest ruby you've ever seen and that's where the spell comes from. Unvoluted as fuck, I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> Very, very cool. Rico tries very hard to A, look cool, and B, look like he's not trying to look cool. Yes. But those of you who see like these little things go, he's clearly putting way too much effort into this shit. <laughs> we, we all, having spent so much time with you, we all go, oh, hun. Everyone else is like, he's so effortlessly cool. And you guys are like, he spends so long making these things. <laughs> he cares too much about monkeys. Like he's just going with this one joke. Always. Hey, he likes monkeys. The fireball leaves Rico's ring, and you guys hear the low rumble that accompanies it. You hear the explosion. <laughs> 
and you just hear this mournful bellow from this creature that is probably just protecting its eggs. And for a moment, there's silence. And then falling from this complete and overwhelming darkness, you see the giant crystalline form of this dragon fall. It drops. There's no magic to support it, no wings to carry it, as it plummets towards the earth, falling quite a distance, enough to make it fail any death saves. And you all feel the ground shake underneath you as this thing hits the deck. Levy, roll me another death saving throw. Uh, 19, so I got a success. The ground shakes around you all, and you become acutely aware of just how old this building that you're in is. But nothing seems to be falling just yet. I think uh, Keris immediately jumps into captain mode because she is the new captain. Uh, <laughs> now that Levy is dead and goes, um, hey, 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 lad, lad, you, you got to go. You got to get the, uh, get get as much gold as possible. Um, uh, <laughs> lad is dead. Lad is dead? Oh yeah, the, the, the devil <laughs> the devil disappeared when Levy went down. He didn't die, he just goes back. His shift I mean, ended, you know. Guys, I'm so sad, lad is dead. <laughs> Um, Captain Guy, Captain Will Healing Word, you, Levy. Thank you so much. Levy, that's five. You have five hit points, Levy. Thank you so, so much. Keris knows that no one is going to believe us about there being a dragon here. So Keris immediately goes over to the dragon um, lying on the floor and start, gets her dagger out and just starts sort of like filing away uh, sort of um, the, the, the muscle around its head to try and uh, bring it with us. Um, I want a head. Okay. Uh, Karis, roll me a survival check, please. That's a 24. Nice. You guys watch Karis, like, Waluigi walk over to the fallen dragon, <laughs> dagger in hand, and start to just, like, cut at the sinew through the crystals and try and, like, cut the head of this beast off so that you guys might take it as a trophy. If, if Karis sees any of you looking, she'll go, what? It will make a fucking amazing hand puppet and just carries on. Keris, th this dragon's head is like the size of a voxel Corsa. Keris, I, I think the temple might be collapsing, love. I think we might need to, you know, leave. Keris, yeah. you reckon it'll take you about half an hour to cut this thing's head off? Yeah, Keris, like, leave it. No one believes what we say anyway. That's part of our chart. I, thought, I, I want the head, man. We'll take a baby back. Why don't you take like a claw? Oh, fuck it. I will just take fuck tons of gold instead. Okay. We'll buy you a head. Just, <laughs> just starts to sort of like drag more. Can I use my artificer multi-tool to scoop out the dragon eye? Romney survival check using your artificer's tools. So you may do so at advantage. 35. Gimme please. Also, Rico doesn't want it, so he's literally just going to like pop the tool in and pop the eye out and walk away. Like he has no interest in this, but Keris wanted a dragon head, and it's like, oh, that's Rico being secretly nice. Oh, baby, Rico, you saunter up to the eyeball, position your tool in a way, you stick it in, and you like lean against the dragon head. You turn to the others, you go, hey, you pop it with your elbow, and the eye just like pops out, still attached by like the op optic nerve and it's just hanging there. You've got some fucking optic nerve, mate. It's like the eyeball itself is sort of, it's slightly smaller than a beach ball. 
Um, the optic nerve is like the thickness of an adult's arm. Sexy. Oh, God. Levy, what are you up to? Levy is Just trying to find as many ways to carry as much gold as she can. Like, she's taken her coat off and has, like, made it into a bag. She will try and fill her boots with gold. Captain, guy, captain, uh, whatever amount of money we owe you for that boat, you better grab it because that's your payment. Um, I mean, guys, with, with the money that's here, you could probably upgrade to the gold package, which comes with free floor mats. All right, well, you grab which it. Which is pretty cool. That's what we'll have. Grab that. We will have it. We will have that. Grab as much uh, money as you can to get that, and you will get it. Yeah, we'll have it. Huh? If you can grab it, we'll you, take you, it. You might also need to use some of the gold you've got, because I can't carry that much. No, no, you can carry that fucking much. Come on. Yeah, He's yeah. a very weak, fragile man. I don't know how much gold I would need to carry. I mean, he's strong, but I'm just aware that he's, he's, you know, his pockets are probably small. They'll be screaming the whole time. It's coinage that's so heavy so quickly. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Rico, uh, Rico um, can you, can you uh, whap out that big old monkey of yours and uh, get it to help us? Would that be okay? Or can it? It could. Okay. I can't do that. I, remember, I am also filling a bag of holding with gold that oh. you guys... What didn't you say that before? Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did. We've been working together for like 10 years now. Why did not you not say that yeah. you had a bag of holding? Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, it's Rico's space. Alright, alright. Okay, can, can, I, can I put some of this in your... You can give me some of that gold. Is there anything else in the bag of holding? In, in the bag of holding, there are guns. Okay. You guys can carry 25,000 gold pieces in the bag of holding before it runs. we can carry more value in gems. Probably, yeah. Yeah, we're doing gems. It's all it's gems all the way. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Maybe still, like... If, if you guys come at me with coinage, I'm going to be like, just absolutely <laughs> fuck off. Like, but how are you meant to... Like, you can't swim in gems, can you? <laughs> I can't swim at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to put more gems in it. Uh, uh, Rico's not going to fill his pockets, but I think... Um, are there any, like, goblets and things? Like trinkets and objets d'art, curios, knickknacks. Um, wrong investigation check. I got a thirty. You go searching through the piles of gold and trinkets and items and odds and ends. Uh, you do find a goblet. You find a chalice, in fact, carved immaculately out of amethyst, and it has some like silver ornamentation, like the metal silver metal ornamentation on the outside of it and it's holding five little gems um there's one that's like a quartzy kind of gem that's one that's like a yellow topaz one that's kind of bluey one that's kind of greeny probably an emerald and there's one that's finally a moonstone around this chalice uh, you look at this and you reckon this cup's probably worth like maybe a hundred thousand gold. That's where the monkey sleeps when he's in Greece for. <laughs> <laughs> um, you also find a small jade frog. I'll pick up the frog and I give it to Karis. <gasps> a babe? Maximum impact. <laughs> What's Levy going to do with a small jade frog? Nothing. Oh, you won't find out now, will you, Rico? Wow. I, I don't know where I stand. You, you're giving Karis uh, frogs. Karis, don't think I didn't hear all that shit you're talking about about being captain. I, I put the frog on top of the eye and kind of go, oh, thank you so much, Rico. <laughs> and looks at, uh, looks at uh, <laughs> Levy episodes like, thank you so much, Rico. Look, Karis likes trinkets. It's a little frog. It's, it's fine. It's fine. When I've got my ship, I can find a new crew. You know, Andy will be- wake up at one point. It'll be fine. <laughs> Right, we're leaving now. We're leaving. She's having this fucking kissy bit. We're leaving. <laughs> um, Rico, as you're looking through this pile, you keep looking, ignoring uh, Levy. 
you find like a really beautiful scarf and it's like a very pale silvery material it seems to be quite sturdy and when you look at it it seems as though it's made of like scales i have the identifier spell i'm just gonna do it not here like that's fine I'm just letting you know that you find that. Taking it all to the lab. You have as much gold as you can physically Would carry. Would I be able to very quickly just have a little look around for a trinket for Levy? Roll me an investigation check. So a 24. Um, you search through the piles of gold. You find uh, another jade frog. Um, you also find a little obsidian, uh, feels like an orb. You turn it around and you see it's like actually a skull, like someone's carved a skull out of obsidian. All the obsidian, oh, oh, oh. obsidian is formed into a skull, perhaps. It's metal as fuck. You also find like some small silver bells. Um, they've got like weird carvings in them in a language that you can't speak. You also find a little, it looks like, at first you're like, holy shit, a tiny dragon. But it's actually just like a little, little clockwork dragon toy. And I will take them all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm going to take them all um, and kind of, uh, as we're going up the stairs, I'll sort of like sleight of hand them all into pockets. So the clockwork dragon will go into Rico's pocket. The, the skull goes into Le Levy's pocket and the jade frog of friendship goes into uh, my own pocket because they have to be friends. And the sil silver bells uh, just get sort of tied to the ends of the hat um, that the uh, Captain Guy Captain is wearing as, as cool. we're going, sort of like... Uh, that means that means he now jingles while he walks, yes. <laughs> along Literally. with his clothes just verbalising. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I love it. And actually, you, Captain Guy Captain, your clothes are saying like, oh mate, we're so, we're so lucky to be out of that. Good good God. Did you see the size of that thing? Yeah, mate. It was, it was fucking terrifying. Don't ever do that to us again. Oh, I don't think it's Captain Guy Captain's fault that he's there. It's these r rubbish people that he associates. Someone's touching me. Someone's touching me. Who's touching me? Who's... I, I can't... I don't have it, eyes. It's Who's not me. me. It might be my rogue arm. I, I don't think I can control it. Yeah, Karis, as you're attaching the bells <laughs> to the back of Captain Guy Captain's hat, you see this little vestigial arm just like reach towards you ever so slightly <laughs> with its little nubby fingers. Like the creation of Adam <laughs> reaching out to touch the bell. Yeah, exactly like that. I love it. As you guys get to the end of your little activities and start going up the stairs, you do feel the building start to shake. Do we want to go quicker? Yeah. <laughs> Rico just flies. Yeah. Oh, and awkward. Captain Guy Captain now stumbles behind. <laughs> Karis uses the cloak of the bat to fly up as well. <laughs> Do we want to go quicker? The three of us just <laughs> Captain Guy Captain, mm -hmm. as you are the last one to leave, you're the only one to see this. As you start to walk up the stairs, you take one last glance at this purple dragon. You can't wait to tell Gwendolyn about the dragon that you killed. Mm -hmm. And as you look back, you see that its scales start to blacken and they start to like dry out and start to flake off and it just very gradually at first and then very quickly just turns into a pile of black ashes very similar in a way to that man that you guys all saw at the last hope I mean, would Captain Guy Captain know that that's not what dragons do? Because I feel like he wouldn't. Uh, roll me an... Just roll me an intelligence check. That's an eight. Probably unrelated. Sure. Yeah, tracks. And you guys go up the stairs. Yeah. And you find yourself at the top of this temple. Top of this ziggurat, if you will. Like you stood at the top of the UEA. Oh. You look out and you see about 48 skeletons or zombies just strewn across the floor. 
and the, a very quiet mangrove swamp stretches out ahead of you. And then you see like an elven galleon just off in the distance where you assume the shore to be. You see it just like rock and then fall like in dramatic slow motion as though being pulled down by something. Um, guys, I hate to rush you, but if, if we're going to get the payment sorted, like we need to get back to the office to get the transaction completed. I thought, I thought we could just sign it all on the boat. Well, no, because the payment needs needs to go. I mean, I can't walk around with a boat's worth of money on me. Of course you can. Oh, you can. Yeah, you do anything you want. Rico's got like eight, bo- eight boats worth of money in his bag. Keris <laughs> uh, sort of like uh, stretches up to put her hand on uh, on uh, Captain Go Captain's shoulder and go, hey, buddy. You've earned it. And then starts walking off. No, no. I mean, the sale won't work as much as I'd love to walk around with all the money. You've it earned needs it. To, like, <laughs> if you're paying with gems, we need to, like, sort out transactions and get them exchanged. Can't you just find your boss or whatever? Like, that stone thing you have. Not in here. My, my, my little stone doesn't work. We need to get out of the mists and, like, quick smart back to the office, sign the old paperwork, uh, and you guys got a nice, a nice boat to take home. Everyone roll me a history check. 11. 11. Karis, Levy, you don't remember where this office was? You guys, you guys actually don't remember when you guys found Captain, Guy Captain's boat? You don't remember talking to him about buying this boat? If you tried really hard, you couldn't remember. Like, you're not even sure if Captain Guy Captain <laughs> is his real name, to be honest. <laughs> Rico, you cannot remember ever going to a boat depot. Wait, no, fuck off. purchase a boat. Why would Rico go to a boat depot? You just know that you guys had a conversation once about, like, maybe getting your own boat. No. But you know that you've agreed to pay for this boat. Oh, no. <laughs> but you can't remember where it is that you need to go. That's really weird. Because you've got a pretty good memory. But Captain Guy Captain seems to be pretty, pretty dead cert, pretty on level. He knows where to go, he knows what to do. Yeah, guys, I know the way, no worries. I actually got real, like, like a real sort of gut drop moment there. Congratulations, uh, and fuck you. (laughs) You earned it! (laughs) I need a long rest is what I need to do. Are we all need to rest? It's fine, the boat goes quite quickly, so we can have a snooze while the boat is going, and we can just whip back sign the papers and then I've got my first sale. He seems genuinely pleased. Gwendolyn's going to be over the moon. I'm so excited. I'm going to uh, like hang back with Captain Guy, uh, Guy Captain. I say, look, I'm not going to say this in front of Rico because he might get mad about it. But all your dreams or you going back to Gwendolyn, I'm sure it's going to be great. But I'm just going to say this now. You know, when we've got a bigger, better ship, if you want to come be like cabin boy, you know, you can. If that's something you want. I mean, with my my new magical <laughs> powers, I feel like I need to use them for good. You know, I think there's a there's some great destiny out there for me now. I'm so sorry, buddy, but that's way too late for that. <laughs> yeah, that is so too late for that. Yeah, but you can you can use them for good for us. Yeah, we do good things. I feel like I feel like we've grown so much together. You know, yeah. like I feel like you're part of the crew. <laughs> Uh, sorry, hold on, that hold on. was awful. Hold on, sorry. Please don't ever do that again, or I'll kill your character. I feel like I, I do feel, that. I have that power. I feel like I feel like you are. I feel like you are part of the. 
No, sorry. Guys, I, I hate uh, to break it to you, but um, <laughs> old Gwynny, she, she gets seasick, so, you know, don't think she'd like a life at sea. All right, fine. Going back to Gwen, then, if you don't like hanging out with us, don't want to be friends with us, what do we care? Oh, no, guys, I, it's not that I don't want to be your friends at all. No, no, you don't want to be, you don't want to be our friends, it's fine. Do you, want to be, you don't want to be part of my crew. I'm not good enough for you, am I? Oh, Levy, you're going to be the best captain ever. Yeah, I am, and you don't want to work under me. That's your love. Look, all right, why don't... Look, when, once we've signed the papers at the office, we'll pop in, have a cup of tea with Gwenny, and I'll pitch it to her. You know, she might say yes. I don't know. Yeah, I guess you can see if she would like to come along. But separate rooms, I ain't having none of that on my ship. Not at the end of my bed. All of a sudden, the dog bed on the floor. <laughs> How do you guys plan to get back to your boat? You gonna fly? Um, we have yeah, to... can we cut you? I'm gonna grab Captain Guy, Captain's ankle. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh. Lovely. You guys fly over this mangrove swamp. You still see like some of these trees getting moved out of the way by some great beast, some creature that lives here. You get back and you see that your boat has not been molested by the Sahuagin or the giant skeletal shark, you suspect that they are still busy tearing apart the other boats. And in fact, you would have seen them tearing apart the other boats as you flew over. Uh, you land on the deck with all of your gold and your your crystals, your gemstones, um, and actually you see, like, as you've been flying over, the sun has sort of been gently setting. It's kind of gloomy here, it's hard to tell. But the sun, you feel, is sort of just kissing the water on the horizon. As you finally get back to the test drive. Um, you guys hear something knocking about on deck. You sneaky dolls. Come on, where are you? Is it Andy? <laughs> is, Andy is, is Andy still sleeping? I'm making sure Andy's okay. You go and check on Andy, who is not where you left her. Oh, shit. We left her right there. There was a ceiling above her. Quick. <laughs> Shall we panic here? It's just a hole in the side of the boat. You look around and you do see that there are the signs of someone having woken up in slight distress, that there is a ceiling over them. They charge around this room, allegedly. Apparently, it would seem. You guys all run out and you look up towards the crow's nest and uh, and you see, sort of just sitting in the, in the shade of the crow's nest, you see Andromeda sat there with her little parrot puppet on her shoulder looks over at you all and just sort of waves. Hey, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Where have you been for all this time? Hey, Andy, we've got loads of gold. So much gold. Oh, and she looks at uh, she looks at Keris with sort of like a weird quizzical expression and looks at Levy and there's like big heart eye emoji energy. <laughs> and she uh, grabs a rope and just like falls down using the rope to guide her down onto the deck. And she says, uh, I have just been sleeping. You are okay? It has been fine without me? You seem to have found treasure. Well, can I offer Andy a friendly middle finger and then I'm going to go down the stairs into my room in, in the way that Rico and Andy are fucking sociopaths. It was um, not, in yeah. the way that Nikki does frequently too, Lydia. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not, you're not wrong. And then Rico's going to go downstairs into his room, put the bag of gold down, put the goblet down, and then he's going to cast Arcane Lock on the inside of his door and immediately begin long resting. Rico, you do so. You cast Arcane Lock on that door like you did on Captain Guy Captain's Memories. Yes, there is a, up to you, six to eight hour alarm clock going off because in six to eight hours, Rico is making a move. What do you mean? I'm, gonna, I'm going to do, the reason why I'm going to long rest right now is because he needs an edge. He needs a what? <laughs> an edge. Are you going to leave us? No. Oh, he needs an edge. Um, Rico 
swears at Andy, goes downstairs, locks his door. Rico, you, like, see your disgusting tarp bed. Home sweet home. And you fall face first into it. Your little grease monkey sort of just goes into the bag of holding, takes out the goblet, knocks off the barrel that it's been sleeping in, and puts the goblet there and clambers in. And it just sort of snoodles itself up under there. It, like, has some gold there that it uses to just, like, push over itself as well. It's a very opulent monkey. Yeah. What's everyone else up to? I think Levy's filling Andy in on what's been going on. Levy, roll me an insight check. 13. There is something a little bit off about Andy. Like sometimes she comes out of her comes out of her sleeps and she's just like exactly as cantankerous as she was before. Yeah. Um this time she seems just like a little bit more serene, but it's difficult to tell why. She doesn't say anything. There's not necessarily anything she does. It's just the okay. way that she's like like the non-verbal communication she's doing. Yeah. She seems to genuinely be very interested in what you're saying. Um and she seems to like not want to hurt Captain Guy Captain, which is very rare. Oh, it's so odd. Uh, Levy will just tell Captain Guy Captain, like, yeah, yeah, sort of paperwork, whatever. I, I'm gonna go rest, but like, uh, get it sorted. We'll do, we'll do this shit. Cool. Uh, what's Karis up to? No word of a lie. I think Karis would try and find Captain Guy Captain, um, sort of, and Karis would just kind of go, hey, fuckhead, come up, come up. He comes over. He's just been like getting things ready to leave and like getting the wheel and stuff, and so he'll come over. Come up, come up. Wait, come up. Yeah, just come up. Up to the up to the nest. I don't think I can. I'm scared of oh, heights. Motherfucker, come up to the nest. How do I get up? Are you talking fucking shit? There's like handholds and shit. Fucking hell. And uh, she comes down because <laughs> you really fucking fucked the moment, man. Like, come on, <laughs> just uh, just come on over here. Like, uh, Jesus. I know that uh, Levy is like <sighs> good captain sometimes. Uh-huh. Uh, she's not so good with the words, and I'm not either. But I just want you to know, like, I know we kind of stole this boat, you know. I know, I, I know we did that. I do know we did the like the stealing and kidnapping actually of you and uh, held held you against your will for years and years and years and years. But and then also uh, I know that we did the kind of derisive comments and the kind of you know the the punching you in the dick and all of this kind of stuff. But after all of that, I think you're okay, man. Oh, Captain Guy, Captain just wells up. And you know, <laughs> I don't think this this ship would be the same without you. Um, here. I won't let Rico hear me saying that because I think I will get almost as much shit as you get from him. But yeah. I don't know, man. I I think what Levy was trying to say earlier is that if you left, we would really miss you. Even though we kidnapped you and even though we considered murdering you like multiple times when we first had you on the boat and you were first trying to get us to sign the papers. Um, I don't think we would murder you anymore. <laughs> It's wild, no? Oh, Karis, that's 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 so nice. I just that means so much. I, I I think it's it's been a long ten years, but I I've, I've kind of grown to to like you guys. Rico still scares the shit out of me because I think he would crush me in an instant. But it's you know, and don't don't tell anyone this. But I I do I love Gwenny with all my heart. But I I am worried that. If we get home, she might have run off with my brother. He was very charismatic. So, you know, if, if that's the case, then m- maybe I could stay on the boat with you guys and and we could, you know, be like a, a little team. 
Because I've already said a soft spot for you, Keris. I think you're great. Keris, I think is really like, I think you have your own version of Turismo. I am a salesman, you know. They have to, they teach it in salesman school. You make it so hard to love you. Wait, what? But uh, no, I, you know, I mean that in the most loving way possible. Oh, fuck. Guys, you'll be like, Keris loves me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess, you know, um, when we go back to uh, the sales depot and you make the sale mm-hmm. and uh, you are lauded as a hero amongst uh, just those those little creeping, crawling, like fucking uh, salesmen. Um, yeah. Just know that even if they think of you as a hero, we think of you as someone on our ship. <laughs> That's so good. You know, if, honestly, if, if when we get back, we've got some little review cards in the reception room and my, my boss never believed in me. You know, he said, oh, you're never going to sell that boat. That boat's unsellable. Yeah. And now I can I can prove him wrong. And if you write a nice little review. Yeah, I probably won't, but then... um, I will absolutely <laughs> okay. talk about your salesmanship to other people somewhere. Where where do we actually have to go? Back to boats, boats, boats. Yeah, I know, but like, I don't actually remember where boats, boats, boats is. It's on the coast. Yeah, but what coast, man? Captain, go captain. The isle is the isle of Rept. Reputation Isle, Reptile. Boats, Boats, Boats is a boat depot located in the city of Luskaxul. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Boats, Boats, Boats. It's just on, on Reptile. It's it's grey little little place, you know. Although maybe they should call it Boats Boats now, because I've gone and sold one. Get it? <laughs> you fucking loser. Uh, yeah, no, I, I love <laughs> the idea that there were three boats there. Boats, boats, boats. Now there's just boats, boats. Oh, that- <laughs> I just love torturing Nikki with Captain Guy Captain's entire existence. And I love it. The problem is, I know the exact type of person who works in sales and marketing <laughs> who would fucking guffaw at that. <laughs> If you were at some kind of boat salesman networking event, you were like, hi, I'm a member of, I'm Captain Guy Captain of Boats, Boats, Boats. Although they should just call it Boats because I keep selling them. They would <laughs> fucking kill. And I hate all of those people. And I would run them over with a bus. He's a comedic genius, you know, what can I say? He's got a very high charisma. Anyway, listen, man, like, I, I, I didn't want to like surprise you with it, but uh, you're just not going to see them. Uh, and it's really killing me. I gave you a gift, motherfucker. I gave you a gift on your hat. On my hat? Yeah. Uh, Captain, Captain takes his hat off and looks. And I assume just sees the bells. <laughs> oh, Kiris. I love it. And he like gives it a shake. It's a sign of how we all feel about you. We think that uh, you are a, uh, not, you are. Um, Irritating sound. You you chime, uh, you're, you're good. Uh, you resonate with us. Um, and Karis gives you a big old hug. Um, uh, Karis is making an awful lot of it, executive statements. <laughs> gives you a big old hug and then goes, for old time's sake and just punches you in the dick just but like just a, just a little like tap like a bell tap oh that's worse and goes <laughs> oh it, it, it's it's fine kids are quite expensive these days anyway no captain guy captain roll me a constitution saving throw oh no 15 captain guy captain you feel some food bubble up um but you keep it down cool guy nice <laughs> Good and uh, go down to uh, check on the dolls. Bye, Karis. And then go to bed. Karis, you go down, check on your dolls. They have all put themselves back in their place. Uh, They seem to be being very very well behaved. They were having a nighttime tea party 
when you walked in. No conversation, because they don't need to speak. Aww. Captain, go captain. Yeah. You walk around the boat, checking it for signs of wear and tear with your little checklist, like you do every night, so that anything can be put on the on the notes, on the warranty, and be repaired before it's purchased, um, so that your customers, but your friends, can have a brand new clean boat when they pay for it full price. Yeah. As is Boats, Boats, Boats' guarantee. The best boat or your money back. So you walk around, mm -hmm. you check the banister, you check the stairs. You don't check Rico's room, you know better than to do that because there's a load of scary tentacles in there. There's a man in there. There is a man in there, you're right. <laughs> Not just Rico. You check your watch, you look at it, and it is a day after you thought it was. What? But my calendars! <laughs> it was a foolproof system! Ten annual calendars. <laughs> my tools! <laughs> you put your watch down in your pocket. You sort of have that moment of, my calendars! And you go into the room where you sleep and where Levy also sleeps. You're very quiet. And you look at your calendars. And by the dim, pale moonlight, you look and you see that something has not crossed off one of the dates, but has clawed through one of the dates. Is it the ship cap? You don't know what that means for you. You don't know what that means for the boat. You had two days, and now tomorrow is just the last day. Tomorrow is your last day to make the sale. You don't want to disappoint your boss, Captain Guy Captain. You leave, and you continue your checks. You hoist the sail on your own, as you've been known to do many a night. The anchor gets pulled up with the neat new mechanism that's not standard, but you feel like you could probably get a good discount on it for these guys, based on how well they've looked after the ship. And the boat moves noiselessly into the mists, following a direction that you know in your heart, but you don't necessarily know where that is. And you feel as though there's someone sitting on the banister on the forecastle where you are, watching you. Sat there, watching you, tapping a foot. Can I, can I see them? Like, can I look at them? You turn and look, and uh, you see your boss. He's sat there on the side. He's wearing, his, he's wearing a black suit. You've never seen him before. Um, you've only spoken to him. Um, he's got a big smile on his face, as he always does. He's always pleased to see his employees. Slick back hair, black suit. He's holding like a little rectangular stone, very similar to yours. When you turn and look at him, it's like he's like jabbing it with his fingers, sort of lighting his face up ever so slightly, and you see his face is like slightly wet. Hello, guy. Oh, hi, sir. My, oh gosh, it's, how, how did you get here? We've had a nightmare time. Don't worry about all these uh, upgrades. They're, you know, just just part of the sale. He looks up kind of lazily around. It's fine. Uh, you're running out of time, guy. It's all good. They've they've got the money. We just need to get back and do the paperwork. But they're, you know, they came into lots of windfall today. He looks at you and while you can't see his eyes, like he's nodding. Yes, I know. Have my messages been going through? I just didn't think I had any signal. I've been trying to keep you updated. No, they've been, they've been coming through, Guy. Oh, okay. You've been doing a good job. Oh. Just get the sale done. Yeah. Like I said, we're just going to, you know, whip, whip back to the old, old boats, boats, boats. Get it, get it done. I don't want to have to terminate your contract, Guy. Ah, oh, no, no need for that. We're all 
good. Like I said, they've got the money. We're on the boat. It's they're they're good for it. You can talk to them. They're lovely folks. You You're know. not our best salesman, but you are our most enthusiastic. Thank you. I've been told that I resonate with people, you know. Something like that, yes. Ha, ha, I just got to ask, boss, has, has Gwynny been by the office at all lately, ever? She'll be popping by tomorrow. Oh! She'll come visit you, Guy. Oh, that that's brilliant. Is she is she still... Is, is, she, is she with my brother? No. Oh! Oh, good. That's my anxiety is sorted then. Oh. As you were. Oh, yeah, checklist. Right. No, no worries. You're um, steering. Oh, look, wood. Guy. Guy, you're steering. Oh, I am steering. Yeah, tight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Wheels. He mm-hmm. walks up behind you, Captain Guy Captain. You feel him get sort of uncomfortably close. Behind you to the left, you sort of feel the pressure of his suit almost against you. And he just moves your hand ever so slightly, anti clockwise. Stick to this bearing. O- okay. You turn to look at him, and he's gone. And the rest of your night goes on relatively well. Uh, you know, the mists seem to clear up. The ocean water seems nice and calm. Uh, you feel a bit sleepy at some point, so you do sort of weigh anchor uh, and you wake up uh, sort of six or so hours later. You're not surrounded by black mist. I did it. You look up and you see Andy stood at the prow of the ship. She stood there looking out, as, as she's known to do. Um, you don't see anyone else yet. You suspect they're all having a proper long rest. And uh, when you guys all wake up, you have had the benefits of a long rest. Uh, you feel well rested. You do not have any points of exhaustion. Uh, you've not had any weird nightmares or dreams. I wanted to do something as soon as I got up. What do you want to do? I wanted to go and find Captain Guy Captain. He's stood at the wheel. So he's awake. Yeah. Yeah. He's looking very tired. He needs to sleep. Have I not slept at all? You've gotten, like, some standing sleep. Assuming Rico gets up first. I expect Rico does. He was the first one to go to sleep. Immediately, he gets up out of bed. He's still, like, like in the same clothes he was when he was fighting the dragon. He's still, like, armed to the teeth. Mm-hmm. And he walks out the door and walks straight up behind Captain Guy Captain and puts his gun to the back of Captain Guy Captain's head and cocks the trigger. Why? Good morning, Rico. <laughs> You've got some explaining to do. Some explaining? How'd you get on the boat? What do you mean, how did I get on the boat? Where did you come from? You came to the boat shop and you said, oh, this boat looks nice. Can I detect thoughts? I was going to say, roll. you can cast detect thoughts, absolutely. Yeah. I think there's a save involved because I'm probing. You're going to probe? Uh, Captain, go Captain. Wisdom saving throw, please. CGC got 17. Oh, you failed, huh? Um, Rico, by intruding into Captain, go Captain's head, you feel on the surface... He literally, he remembers you guys coming in and asking about the boat. I am going to continue to ask more details about himself on that day to see if any of the details don't match up. Sure. Like any small discrepancies. Everything you ask Rico, like what Captain Guy Captain was doing that day, how long he'd worked there for, what he did the day before, what he was planning to do that evening... That all matches up. With Detect Thoughts, you just sort of get like, I guess you you hear their thoughts. You don't see their memories. Yeah, I can I can see deeper thoughts. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, Captain Guy Captain doesn't have that many levels. He's thinking about seeing Gwenny. You're so two-dimensional. You're so two-dimensional that, that you're not real. I'm convinced Captain Guy Captain is dead. And this is the thing he has to do to pass on. And if he fails, his soul has to get given to a demon or a devil. That's where Nikki's at right now. 
Oh, shit. Yeah, Captain Blackout is not real. He's so two-dimensional. You've convinced yourself that my character isn't real. Oh, my heart. Captain Guy Captain, if he could detect that, oh. he'd be heartbroken. Would Just break. So if, his, if his heart could break any further. You know. Oh, my Lord. Can I, like, try and get more information on his boss? Uh, you ask some questions about his boss. And you sort of just get the vibe of like, yeah, his boss is a big, scary guy that expects results. Quite handsome. Very handsome. Very smiley. He seems like he's got a kind heart. It's a really good smile. How long did you have to sell the boat? Ten years. When is the end of that? Today. There may have been a slight boo-boo with Mark Helland trekking. I might be a day out. When did we suddenly get enough money to buy the boat? Well, you were pursuing this treasure. Not for 10 years. No, but you told me you were going to buy it. You said you had the capital. You were just testing it out, putting it through its paces. I've just been trusting you that you've got the money to back it up. Rico, mate, you seem stressed. I could go make like a tea or something. Who sent me? Sent me? I mean, my father always wanted me to be a salesman. So he kind of pushed me down the salesman work line. But, you know... You, you, you wanted to, to see the boat and you wanted a test drive, so I took you. You invited him in. Why do I want a boat? Because you're pirates. Was I? Well, I don't know. You came to me and said you wanted a boat, and since then you've done a load of pirate shit, so I don't know. It's <laughs> pretty good reasoning. Maybe you're a mechanic. I'd, I Look, rule one of salesman school. You just sell something to someone. Why would I need your help for the boat? Why would You we... didn't need my help. You wanted to take it for a test spin, and I have to be here for that. Captain, Captain Go Captain, I have loaned 3,649 days because you have been there. I promise you, you are not the reason. You are facilitating something else. When's the last time you saw your boss? Captain Guy Captain pulls out the net gun <laughs> and looks really, really hurt. And he's like, I thought this was a gift. And he just kind of puts it on the ground. When's the last time you saw your boss? I chatted to him late last night. Over that phone? You're in Captain Guy Captain's head. Captain Guy Captain spoke to his boss last night. I'm going to pistol whip Captain Guy Captain around the face. Uh, roll, oh. roll, roll to pistol whip. You're lying to me. Someone was on this boat last night and you were speaking to them while we were in the mists. You had someone on this boat. Look, I don't want to brag. My boss has got pretty neat technology <laughs> these days. <laughs> oh, that's such a savage he's, burn. He's just, he just likes to make sure that work is being done. He's very efficient. I'm going to, as, as Captain Guy Captain is talking, I'm going to move the barrel of my gun into his mouth and I'm going to say, it's nods and shakes from now on. Your boss was on this boat last night. Captain Guy Captain, <laughs> you can hear in his thought, He's just like, oh, this tastes so yucky. Oh, I don't like it. Get it out of my mouth. Like he is, you're probably not going to get much out of him because he's now getting really stressed. Like you threatened him before, but this is next level. You have been tracking every day that we've been on a boat together. I don't know all my hair. Where's my hair? It's nods and shakes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let us know when when Levy and Keris can wake up and intervene. Uh, Levy and Keris, you probably wake up around this time, like you sense the change in the air, I guess. Rico, what are you doing? What's happening? I think think Keris does actually sort of like get her pistol out, just just readies it, just kind of like a, hey, what the fuck, man? Like, right, everyone. Hey, 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 hey. Andy will have turned around where she is on the prowl as well. She's now looking. Karis, 
Do you remember going and asking for this boat? You do not. Do you remember going to boats, boats, boats and meeting Captain Guy Captain? Do you remember anything before suddenly being on this boat with this person? I mean, no, but mainly I just remember blood, you know? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember yeah. meeting Captain Guy Captain for the first time? You do not. Uh, look, in his defense, he's not Karis. very memorable. Oh, that's so accurate. <laughs> oh, you, okay. Have you ever been to Reptile? Have I ever been to Reptile? It's pretty fucking big. It is big. There's a lot of stuff on there. Uh, you guys have almost certainly visited it in like your piratey adventures. Do you remember ever going to boat boats? boats? No. Captain or Captain, tell them the last time you had a conversation with your boss physically in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled the gun out your mouth. Rico, your, your gun tastes awful. Ugh. Well, like I said, I saw him last night. I don't know if I was really tired and I was just like seeing things through my phone. Last night, Captain Our Captain's boss was on this boat and Captain Our Captain saw fit to lie to me about that. I didn't lie. I said I spoke to him and that he'd been getting my Correct. messages. No, 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 Rico, no, no. I think you're paranoid. You're right, Captain Our Captain. You didn't lie to me. Instead, you misled me with right. deliberate mistruths and doublespeak. Don't Captain Guy you- Captain, roll me a persuasion check. Rico, roll me a persuasion check. Levy and Keris, roll me an insight check. 15 insight. Oh, mate. Uh, I, I did roll a 22. 19. CGC rolled a 28. <laughs> you guys feel like Rico's probably spent too much time on this boat. Like, things are going too well for Rico. And maybe he's losing it. Captain Guy Captain is just Captain Guy Captain. I think I think Keris slowly walks so that still with her gun in hand, sort of slowly walks until she's kind of next to and then just ever so slightly in front of uh Captain Guy Captain and just says, um, hey Rico, uh can we talk? Like just the three of us. Yeah. I think uh, I, th- I think we need to talk. Um, and as as she says that, she looks over her shoulder at Captain Guy Captain and just goes, um, get in the tube. I'm taking Captain Guy Captain's sending stone. Get in the tube. It's okay. Okay. Guy Captain just wiggles <laughs> inside his tube. Guys, I did I did say to Rico, but just FYI, we do need to make good time because I messed up my calendar days and we need to get there today. I'm just letting all right, you know. Fine, all right. Go rest. Hang on. Hold on. Right. Hold on. The last day to make the sale is the day after we get the gold. All right. All right. Wait for me. Right, it's fine, okay. Andy, my love, if you could just stay, we'll all chat around the wheel. Uh, Captain, guy, Captain, get your tube, the headphones in, or whatever. It's the sound of the bells, just yeah, just listen to the bells. <laughs> all right, Rico, what are you on about? <laughs> uh, Andy walks to the wheel, takes the wheel. You do understand the plan of this, right? Was we we didn't just find the money, enough money, we could have bought the boat ages ago. We yeah. just spent it because what's the point of buying a boat when we could have spent that money on... Did we ever have enough money? This is sort of an out of character. Did yeah. we ever have enough money in one go? I don't think oh, we Oh, have did. we not? Okay. No, not in one oh. go we have. Not in one go, no. no. but like, that's why we had to find a treasure. Bad spending habits, you know. Yeah. <laughs> None of us remember meeting Captain Captain. Okay. We all remember just being on this boat and Captain Captain B. Yeah, because he was selling us a boat. No, no, no. You don't remember that. Oh. None of us remember that sales meeting. He's like either some kind of joint delusion. Or oh, a, we've all like jumped him up. Or a ghost. <gasps> and he's being tasked with selling this boat within 10 years to the day. All right. And that's the day we find this treasure. Because okay, so what, what's the problem with that? The problem <laughs> is, Captain, our captain, 
is not who they say they are. Rika, enough. No, 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 Karis, Karis. No, no, Rika, enough, please. I'm sorry, but you you are the first the first person to to uh, think of Captain Guy Captain as someone who is not real. Someone who isn't worthy of your time. Someone who doesn't matter to you every single time. And you know, it's funny. I dick tap him sometimes. You know, like I, I, I'm scared that sometimes I, I, I puncture a testicle. But it's, it's, it's all part of the fun. But the fun stops at some point. Please, like he is part of this crew. And I say this only because he cannot hear us. Right now, he is part of our crew. Captain, our captain is just jamming to some music in his ears. He's got his clothes are singing some kind of a cappella hit. Okay, everyone's breathe, yeah. Okay, you interrogated him, and, and you couldn't find anything out. No, we did. I did find out. Okay, you found out. I was in his head, and his boss was on this boat last night. Okay, and he's not the one marked the last day. A claw mark did. Get what you're saying yeah. about the way I've been uh, treated, captain by captain. Fully understand what you're saying. Yeah. I'm not going to change anything about that, but I understand the logic between what you're saying. But you need to. Un- I mean, Keris, you of all people need to know what fucked up shit people can do with your memories, and if there are gaps in there, then something has happened. Rico, there's a little voice in your head that says, <laughs> "You might be right there, Rico. You should probably just finish the job. <gasps> These guys don't see where you're coming from. They just don't get it." <gasps> Roll me a wisdom saving throw. Oh, oh, oh no. My Is Rico going full like Jack in the Shining? Is that what's happening right now? It feels like it. Don't you fucking put this on me, Alicia. Don't you <laughs> fucking go. <laughs> 16. Rico, these three people don't have a clue what you're on about. And you are easily the smartest, most intelligent person on this boat. Oh no. And the only reason you guys are alive is because you have been intelligent enough and quick enough on your feet to see through things before they come to fruition. The numbers of traps you guys have avoided, the number of times you've escaped by the seat of your pants, but it's all because of you and your just exceedingly vast intelligence. Your intellect surpasses anything that any of them could possibly even comprehend. They are essentially moss with arms. Yeah, functionally, they're sponges. Fun- functionally, <laughs> they are, in all ways except physical, they are sponges. I'm going to summon a fireball inside Katango. Oh Gatch. my god, I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to household person. I'm not a person. It's too late because Rico has already cast fireball. <laughs> Rico has already cast Fireball. Captain Guy Captain, roll me a dexterity save. Oh my god. I'll be at disadvantage in that fucking tube, right? It is at disadvantage, you're right. Um, I'm gonna give myself advantage to negate the disadvantage. Using your wild magic surge. Can I counterspell it? I know Nikki flavors them as things, but like technically it's a spell. You're gonna need to roll for this. Uh, I rolled a 16, so I beat the fourth level thing, but... Not necessarily. You see the fire spark from Rico's finger, but what you're seeing is the detonation. So delayed blast fireball has a duration of a minute. Wait, do you have delayed blast fireball? Rico does not. So it's 12d6, add another 10d6, that's 22d6. 
six. I rolled a 24 on my deck save. 22 d6, but it's being upcast at ninth level. Hang on, so hang on. Did I save or a not? 24, 24 I don't think it matters anymore, Alicia. But can I, did I save? 24 does save. That means I don't take any damage. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be specific with my wording. Oh no. A 24 would save. Oh, Maybe yeah. one thousand. Taking everyone with me. That's <laughs> mm -hmm. a two and a two and an eight. 228. Eternal flame. An eternal flame is instantly created well, where you stand. Well, that doesn't feel great. <laughs> While Rico has been having this conversation with you guys, oh, there's been a fuck. voice in his head telling him to just do it. Just fucking do it. Do it. Do it, you coward. You won't. I bet you won't. Do it. Kill him. It'll be worth it. You'll feel so good. You'll be so stress-free. Can I look at Levy? And, uh, like, in the look that I give her, it's me saying, what is happening, first of all, and do I pull the trigger? I feel like you know this look. You exchange this look as the fireball goes off. Levy tries to stop the spell. It's already too late as the test drive explodes. Captain Guy Captain, if it was Rico casting the spell, you would have succeeded. You will take half damage. Okay. You take 42 fire damage. Yeah. And all of the objects in the surrounding area catch on fire, including the warranty sticker. Oh no. And Captain Guy Captain, as the doors to your panic room get blown off by Rico, you stagger forwards and you feel your lungs getting heavy. Oh whether it's the smoke or the pain, and you turn around and you see Rico looking at you, and he's got malice in his eyes. But his mouth is twisted into an enormous smile that for like a flash of a second is just a little bit too big. And then Rico, you realize what you've done and how all your paranoia and your fear and your desire to be the best, most sexy, intelligent person in the world has led you to this point. Levy and Keris, you see Captain Guy Captain stumble out of his panic room. Andy sees this as well from the steering wheel. And you guys see Captain Guy Captain turn and look at you. You hear his clothes screaming in agony as the flames catch on him. And he just looks betrayed. There's so much betrayal on his face and then his fingertips start to blacken and his skin starts to dry and all the strength drains out of Captain Guy Captain. Guys, I don't feel so good. No! And from toe to the top of his head, his skin begins to just blacken and char and turn to ash, leaving behind a skull with a single gem in its mouth and two gems in its eyes. And in the distance, you hear a horn blow. Everyone roll me a perception check. Natural 20. I can say Also a natural 20! An 18, so uh, 32. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, mine's 25 with a nat 20. What the hell? You guys watch as the Demi-Lich rises from where Captain Guy Captain once was. And you hear on the wind 
three words. Release the Kraken. <laughs> and uh, that's where we're going to pick up next time, hopefully oh. with Lydia in tow. One second. One Don't second. look so pleased, Rico. There's no vindication for you. Oh. There fucking is. I'm sorry, Nikki. There is no vindication here. <laughs>just out of game um for for a second um uh, part of the kimono i <laughs> i love the fact that we've got amethyst dragons but you know what uh my favorite dragons are um josh uh, dragon these nuts across my face <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> let's go roll the credits <laughs> <laughs>